Wandeer is back again with something guaranteed to make your life just a little bit easier. You thought they had everything covered with the instant classic Wandeer S10 and under? Well, you couldn't be more wrong. The wise people at Wandeer know your child even better than you do. They're aware that as little Jimmy's brain grows and develops, he's going to stop wanting to play the mow the yard game. Eventually, he's going to get bored and lazy. Luckily, the adult product engineers at Wandeer are experienced at outsmarting children of all ages. Trust us, we hired the majority of them away from Hasbro and Mattel. With that in mind, on sale now at all Wandeer locations is the amazing, brand new, S11 and over all yard ATV. The men and women at Wandeer have taken your child's TikTok corrupted attention span into account with this fabulous new children's riding lawnmower. The S11 and over is totally customizable. You can slap on some of the free Wandeer stickers that are included and have little Lance or Karen feeling like a big X Games star as they ride around the yard, naively doing good old dad's yard work for him for at least a couple more summers. This allows you to continue propping your feet up with your favorite cold beverage on Saturday and catching every minute of the game. Still equipped with all of the safety features that you've come to expect and rely on, Juan Deere has broken the mold again with the S11 and over all yard ATV. Just tell them, put away that homework for now, kids. It's time for you to head outside for some fresh air and fun. Then you relax, pat yourself on the back, and let your kids take care of the mowing for you. Find it now, just in time for spring, at all authorized Juan Deere dealers. Oh, here we go again. Hey everybody, guess what? We're back again. Yeah, you know, we're here. We're here to talk to you. We're here to even show you our faces, maybe. It all depends. Maybe. It, it just depends on my mood, really. I'm in charge. I'm the I'm the I'm the dad. I'm the main dad. So what I say goes. Everybody else just kind of rolls with it. Fans, family, wife, everybody just does what I say. It's great. I'm Corey and I'm here again with my buddy uh Dan. Go ahead and say hey Dan. Hey, I'm Dan. <laughs> hey Dan. Dan is uh virtual today. He has some sick family and he's uh, working from home. So he's going to sound quite a bit different than normal. Also, we've got somebody joining us. We're going to see how this goes, but we've got a buddy of mine from way back, Sam. Go ahead and introduce yourself real quick, Sam. Hey, good evening, everybody. Uh, first of all, thank you, Corey and uh, Dan, for inviting me on the show tonight. Hopefully I don't uh, trip over my tongue and words and put my foot in my mouth too bad. If you do, we'll just cut it out and post. Yeah. Nobody will know. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I've cut some pretty bad stuff sometimes. Things are going to be a little bit different today. And if you don't like this one, well, go ahead and just play it anyway and, and turn the sound down and be sure to like it anyways, if, if you have that ability to still do and, and, and definitely share it and tell everybody it was great. Just lie through your teeth and tell them that um, it's one of the best so far. Today, in the vein of best so far, we're going to talk about super important things and we're going to start with our regular starting point, our daddy issue. And our daddy issue today is about the child being mean to your pets. And this is something I've read about a little bit dealing with it and, and leading up to the, to the podcast. It's not abnormal. You know, this is something that affects quite a few children. And as I always do, 
I'm going to let Dan start us off. Dan, what do you got to say about this? How's your experience been with the young girl and her furry friends? Well, we've we started at a young age trying to teach her that you have to be nice and you have to go easy. You know, we even went as far as taking her hand and making her pet the dog, but us making her do it because she didn't know. And we just taught her, you know, hey, when she pulled the dog's hair or if she tried to hit it or pull the tail or whatever, we just said, hey, no, stop. And usually she would just look at you cry and then move on to something else. But uh, we started real young. We have three dogs and a cat and she's around all of them. So we had plenty of opportunity to teach her you can't be mean to the pets. <laughs> you have to love them. And our pets like to give, most of them like to give kisses, at least the dogs do. So we would teach her, you know, hey, go get kisses and show her that the dogs aren't mean as long as you're not mean to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, that lines up with pretty well exactly with what I've been reading. Uh, I don't want to cut you off, though. Do you have anything else to add to that? Or you, you pretty much got the chunk of it out? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the long and short of it for me. And mine's not going to differ too very much either. But before we get to me, uh, what about you, Sam? What's your experience with this? So we've had pets in our household for years. It's um, kind of traditional, you at least to have at least a cat, like a house cat. You know, some folks have had, you know, some hamsters or some um, reptiles and dogs, you know, by and large, just dogs and cats. Um, and we, we try to teach them at an early age to kind of be respectful and mind their space a little bit when you meet the new animal. And the reason for that is, you know, you don't want to surprise the animal. It's not something that the animal encounters very often. And you're in his territory or her territory as far as they see it. And so, you know, when introducing, you know, an animal to a new child or vice versa, kind of got to be respectful that sometimes even tame, normal household pets and stuff like that can, you know, have a wild animal moment and, you know, something unsafe happened to your young one. Point being, that happened to my youngest daughter when she was probably maybe three or four. Um, I don't know if you mentioned uh, how old are your daughters? Yeah. So I've, uh, my oldest is 14 and my youngest is going to be, my youngest is nine. Yeah. So it's going to be my youngest, my nine-year-old. Yeah. She backed one of our senior dogs um, in a hallway and shut the doors going to any kind of bedrooms or any kind of escape. And, you know, oh. he, he wasn't real fond of little kids and yeah, he took a chunk out of her thumb. And the, uh, long story short, it was emergency room visit, a little bit of stitches and some glue and a lot of, uh, well, I think you learned your lesson kind of moment yeah so that was a teachable Damn. moment there you know yeah if you don't want to catch a surprise get bit or scratched or you know knocked down you know just give uh give animals some space or give certainly give them a way to get out you know don't don't yeah. don't back an animal in the corner <laughs> so you yeah, for sure for lack of a better way of, of putting it you took the dog side you, you weren't like oh no bad dogs you got to be you know you're off to the pound now yeah, no, I'm, I, I don't think that that's unfair, at least in our household, because if you do something unsafe or you do something we call like, you know, do something stupid, um, well, you know, expect well, to get smacked or get, uh, you're going to learn a lesson pretty quick. You know, it's like a hot stove. Yeah. You touch it once, it's going to burn you. You touch it again. Well, I guess you didn't learn your lesson. That's pretty much how, how we do it as far as the child is always the instigator. So we never expect to really be hardcore about punishing the dogs or the cat if the day should come when when they do do something because it's always Jackson that is being aggressive. And I don't want to cut you off or anything. Was that, like I said before, is that the chunk of yours as well or have anything More you want to add to that? No, no. I mean, just as long as you're giving the animal some space. And if it's an animal that's not people friendly or kid friendly, 
be mindful when you have sleepovers or parties or, you know, your kids are having some other kind of function with mixed company around to, you know, you might have to kind of put a baby gate up or separate the dogs from the crowd. So that way you're not paying a, a surprise ER bill or, you know, having to explain to somebody's parent what happened to little Johnny, you know, when they were over at the birthday party. Kids are made of, what do they say? Kids are made of rubber. They're pretty sturdy. Unless the animal does something like pretty traumatic, it's their fault. I don't really see anything long-term consequences from, you know, getting checked by the household pet from time to time because they got boundaries to do. They have to do some teaching on sometimes too. Yeah. Right on. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, I guess I will start with more of the personal, the the micro as it were, because Jackson is the reason why we're talking about this for the most part. He's just not good with the dogs at all. For some reason, he's a little bit better with Hexum than he is with Kara. Hexum being the larger dog. And maybe that's just common sense. Maybe he's just learned. That's a big dog. I definitely need to be a little bit more gentle with him. At the same time, he's not super nice with either of them. And it's weird because he's the opposite with the cat. He will literally get down on the ground and just grab it and rub his face in it. You know, (laughs) hug him and kitty, kitty. And it's weird that he is so aggressive and and violent toward the dogs when he's just fine with the cat. But that did lead me to want to talk about this. And that does lead me to the notes that I made, which are going to hopefully help someone out there are hundreds. Was it hundreds or thousands? I I don't keep track of how many fans we have because we just have so many. It's like once you get to so many zeros, you kind of just stop looking at that point. It's like, okay. I, I can't count that high. That's enough zeros. Yeah. You remember Dan? Like, was it? It doesn't matter. Um, no, it don't matter. Some One of our fans. Millions and millions. What's that? Millions and millions. Oh, millions and millions. Yeah, that's why we've already got a sponsor, because it's reached millions. Yeah. So one of those millions is going to get something from this. To start off, and this comes from real Google sources. This came from the internet. This isn't just something that I made up. I may agree with it, but I didn't come up with it off the top of my head. So you can trust in some of this stuff, some of it. Take what works for you and get rid of the rest. I'm not saying 100% or nothing. So you got to kind of teach him by physically showing, and I've, I've tried to do this a little bit. You take his hand or her hand and you physically rub the dog with it. And you, you say gentle, pet the dog, you know, things along that line. You show them, this is how we pet dogs. And when it comes to the violent behavior, you, you always have to be really cognizant of that beginning or you know if it looks like he's going to be or she's going to be swatting at the dog or the cat you have to jump in there and and redirect that catch their arm and and be like gentle gentle or pull them away from the dog entirely and i keep saying dog because you know in my situation it is just entirely the dogs but maybe it's the cat maybe it's your iguana maybe it's your hamster whatever the case may be along with the gentle petting behavioral modification teaching whatever you want to call it when they do do it right, you want to heap the praise on them. You want to be really just over congratulatory, you know, when they do finally treat the dog in the right way, because, uh, you know, that's how they learn. And it's better to, I feel, at least at this young age, um, maybe when they get older, you'll learn a bit, a little bit different. But I think at this young age, he's going to learn more from positive reinforcement than any, any kind of spin kick or Sparta kick or anything like that. And those, those have their place. Don't get me wrong. But for the most part, I think it's good job, buddy. And you did really well and things like that that are going to reinforce the correct behavior. And when they do pet the dog or cat the right way, you got to be really heaping with with that praise. And lastly, actually, when I made my notes, 
I skipped an entire page and then started writing on the back of another page. So that was awesome. I um, don't know why I did that. I guess just because I smoke so much all the time. Uh-oh. Uh, okay, so here we go. Real quickly, you don't want to yell or punish the child. Just say no hitting, something like that. You don't want to create any kind of bad connotation between the child interacting with, with the animal because, uh, you know, it's going to cause problems down the line. Worst comes to worst, give the dog or a cat a break. Let them go. For the cat in particular, we let them go down to the basement. If it's a dog or, or what have you, maybe you let them do the same. Maybe you let them go outside. Maybe you put them in a, a different room, let them chill. Maybe they go to grandma's house because grandma really loves your dogs. Who knows? Whatever works best for you. Moving on. Spend time with the pets when possible without the child. The child goes to bed at night. Be sure to really cuddle those pets and, and let them know, hey, we still love you. And, and even though the child has gone crazy on you day after day, we appreciate you being sane and you're still part of the family and, and blah, blah, blah. Also, you want to let the child help with feeding. I think one of you might have mentioned this. You want to let them help with feeding. Jackson, when we leave, we will tell Hexum to go to his home and he will walk into his cage and Jackson will has started to give him treats to, I guess, reward him or whatever. I don't know why he's doing it. I guess more just because he sees me doing it. I'd do it to reinforce the behavior of go to your home uh, when I'm talking to Hexum. But that will help any animal that you're feeding is going to feel more positive towards you than you, he would otherwise. So let him do that. Let him scoop up the food or whatever. And if nothing else, it's going to help him learn. Let's see. Maybe you got a stuffed animal that you can practice with that might help. That's just something that I saw uh, reading through the different ideas and techniques. I've not tried that. We do have a, a stuffed animal that's like a dog, like a small dog that we call a uh, woofy. <laughs> uh, Jackson calls woof woof. It is an animal that he, it's like a, like a, a wolf. And he does seem to show an attachment to that, but I don't see any, any way that interacting with it has affected his interacting with the real pets in a positive way. It's just stuffed animal to him, I guess. But at the same time, maybe that's what they are just moving stuffed animals. Um, lastly, <clears throat> as we sometimes say for other topics that we talk about, don't hesitate to seek professional help if you need to. Uh, maybe you can get the, some extra training for the dog or what have you, uh, whatever, you know, maybe you talk to your vet. There are other people that know more than I, I just learned in a quick Google search. And even though you've had the animals for however long, there are other more qualified people to tell you techniques and ways of dealing with things if your child's just not learning or just not getting over this uh, violent phase. Take it from there. Don't do anything drastic, like just immediately get rid of the dog. Go through that, take out whatever you think might work and, and run with it. And hopefully it helps out. You can have yourself a gentle, happy, furry, loving family. I guess since I was last, unless anybody else has anything to add to that, we'll go on from there. No, I'm good. All right. I figured I pretty well covered uh, everything that, that could be said at that point combined with what you guys have been saying. So yeah, now we move on to a popular segment. I'm not going to say it's everyone's favorite. I know I do that. It's not necessarily everyone's favorite. It's somebody's favorite, I'm sure, as they all are. It's a uh, future dad. It's where we talk about things that we will encounter one day and how we plan to deal with those. It's, it's uh, another reason that we brought on our third dad. We are interviewing him in more ways than one. He has older kids than us, so he has, you know, experienced some of these future dad situations and can give a firsthand account of how he actually did deal with it and how it did work or did not work. Whereas we're just going to tell you 
okay, this is what we will do, probably barring some change. But a big part of being a dad is worrying about the future and worrying about how you're going to encounter and, and deal with certain things. So it seems to be fitting in a podcast oh, for, for dad specifically. So this yeah. time around, I'm going to get crazy and we're going to let our new guest host, Sam. Sammy, uh, what do you got to say about fitness, uh, which is our future dad topic today? How, did, how are you going to, or did you keep your child fit and healthy? So just to give you a little bit of backstory for myself was um, I started my dad journey back in 2009, uh, about March, 2009. So I, I think at that time I was still trying to make the transition from a, a from a government or military, you know, lifestyle to a civilian lifestyle. Cause I had put my boots in the closet for uh, the final time back in 2009. And that was the reason why, you know, it was because I wanted to be a present father. I wanted to be an active participant in, in the raising of my children. And, you know, and I think having a healthy lifestyle that you can share or a healthy influence that you can have on your kids was going to pay off for them in the long run. And just to give you a little bit of example of what I mean by that is uh, if you say you're outside playing and you have a, um, you got a school age kid, that's probably more um, attracted to maybe video games or something on the TV or maybe even like a mobile mobile device if you have them in your home, you know, just incorporating or, you know, getting their, their participation with some outdoor activities, uh, getting them to help you a little bit with like some chores, carry some sticks or move something over here, you know, and then share like some experiences of what you did through the day if they were in school or, you know, just a current topic that, you know, they're interested in to kind of divert their attention a little bit away from the things that they were trying to indulge in. Like I said, the electronics, the TVs, the uh, the video games, mobile devices and the indoor activities. And so just doing something like that is a good, you know, healthy influence you can have on the kids. And sometimes they even just want to shadow you, even if you're a health enthusiast yourself, you know, and you're in the gym. Sometimes your kids want to go there. They want to hang out with you and spend time with you. They want to ask questions. They want to explore. They want to, you know, get that experience. My youngest daughter, she, she will come and sit in the gym with me from time to time, you know, or if I'm on a treadmill or what have you. My oldest daughter, when she was a little younger, she would too from time to time. Or if I didn't, uh, if I didn't have anybody at the house, you know, that could sit with the kids for a little bit, I just bring them to the gym with me and it was okay with the owner. So, uh, using those for an example of some healthy fitness ideas or some, uh, some influences that you can try out for your own children yourself in your own home. If it fits, you know, if it's part of your lifestyle or something that you, uh, you can incorporate later on. Because like I said, some kids want to work out, some kids want to exercise and do outdoor activities. You can make the boring things even fun. You know, even if you're moving dirt from one pile to another pile in your backyard, you can have like wheelbarrow races or foot races with the kids or see who can throw the dirt clod the farthest. Things like that. Put a spin on it. Try something yeah. different. Speak to them on their level, on, on a level that they can understand, you know, or something that's going to kind of appeal to them. I'm not saying you have to trick them or you got to use a silver tongue with them or anything like that. You know, speak to them and communicate with them on, on, like I said, on a level that is, um, that is more their frequency, if that makes sense. So it's kind of some little tidbits of information from a future dad, you know, that you may kind of incorporate that too. And when maybe in a later time or a later episode, we could talk about, you know, how age groups react differently to certain activities that they used to enjoy or don't enjoy anymore because hormones and their interests have changed or, you know, they're just flat tired of something. They don't want to do it anymore. A lot of that you see in the sports community. A lot of that you also see in like um, high school or, or junior high bands and just organizations, you know, the kids just get burned out from time to time. And, you know, that's normal. Um, but still keeping up with a fit lifestyle and trying your best to incorporate some kind of outdoor activity or something to keep, to fight the growing trend of obesity, you know, in our country and fighting the 
the urge to just sit around in front of a TV all day and stuff. It's, I mean, it's real and it's got, it's got long-term effects, you know, and that's something I guess we can talk about in another late, later time too. So. Yeah. There's a few things that we've talked about you going back to at a later date and, and discussing again from different angles. Right. But, uh, that's a lot of good information. You cut down my, my part quite a bit, but that's all right. Uh, Dan, oh, what do you have to add to that? I'm currently working on trying to keep her more of a, of an outside child, so to speak, because that's what how I was raised. I wasn't kicked out of the house, but I had to find and figure out ways to have fun and use my imagination. And I'm trying to get her instilled in that. I mean, we have a little swing set out back and she likes to kick the little soccer ball around and, you know, we go for walks. I make her walk everywhere. Like when we get home from going out, I'll get her out and make her walk to the door. Or if we're going into the store, I'll have her hand and I'll make her walk through the parking lot. And I know that's, that's not like running or anything, but still that's exercise and it's still expending energy more than just her sitting watching TV. I mean, she does that too, but like when she gets up from her nap, if it's nice out, she's begging to go outside, which is awesome to me because that's what I want. I want her to like being outside and enjoy doing things outside because that's what I like to do. I like to be outside and something that Sam was saying, they kind of get them involved with stuff that you're doing. If I'm outside just sitting there chilling, she can be out there with me. Or if I'm working on a car, she can be around with me and just have her involved in what you're kind of when what you're doing or around. And I think they take, take well to that. Right on. Yeah. No, uh, good angle on that really differentiating between the outside child and the inside child. A lot of the, the kids these days are, are definitely more inside. We are coming up on the end. So I just wanted to, to run through, you know, I made out a list, throw some things out there that you could try as far as physical activity with your kids that maybe you, you didn't think about, or maybe you just haven't gotten around to yet. There's a uh, running, bicycling, you can go on family walks, the, the, they can walk the dog. There's sports, group or otherwise. Uh, I think Sam, you mentioned this, they could work out. I work out at home pretty well exclusively just because of the child. It's just too time consuming and, and inconvenient to go to the gym. So I do all my stuff at home and uh, maybe he wants to, you know, one day do a bunch of pull-ups with dad. You also have a lot of VR games or uh, I know that they have like switch games where they're very physically based where, uh, you know, they're, they're also doing something that every kid likes, which is playing a video game. But at the same time, they're getting a workout. Jack enjoys the water. So they're swimming. Uh, we do scuba. Maybe one day he would do that. That gives you a pretty good lower body workout. And I really enjoy rock climbing. So maybe one day, you know, he would do that. But uh, just a, a few things that maybe you thought about, maybe one of those had was new to you. But those are all things that may or may not work in regards to keeping that kid healthy and, and happy. So that's going to bring us up here toward the end. And I did have a quick dad of the week. I just wanted to give a, the dad of the week award to Superman. I don't know if you guys keep up with this, but he recently adopted two more kids. I'm not going to get into it for time purposes, but that's three now that he has. The man's just a super in more ways than one. Thank you, Superman. Here you go, the dad of the week. I'm going to come up with some sort of uh, sound for that where we insert it and maybe just applause or something, who knows. But just to signify our intense appreciation of, of the Man of Steel and just the great dad that he is and the great job he does. That's going to bring us to everyone's true favorite segment here and the way we like to end yep. every episode. And that's with our dad joke from Dan. And we have to get yeah. that in. Uh, if we don't do anything else, we've always got to go to the dad joke. So, Dan, what do you got for us today? All right. 
What kind of car does a sheep like to drive? What kind of Either car of you does know. a sheep like to drive? Oh, wow, that's a... Uh, um, I don't know. What What do you got? What's the answer? I got, I got nothing. A Lamborghini. A oh, Lamborghini. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking it was going to be Ba something. I was like, Ba what? Ba Ford? Ba Nissan? <laughs> nothing. Like, like right, a, another like good a one. Sob. Another... Yes, no, uh, yeah, yeah, that was a good joke. <laughs> right on. So we we do appreciate Dan always coming strong with the dad jokes. One day he's going to start writing his own. He'll probably just slip them yeah. in. You'll never even know they came from him. But <laughs> we do appreciate you guys uh, joining us once again, and we hope that you are able to uh, deal with the abrupt change in audio that occurred from week to week. And we will be back to a more of a regular sound soon when Dan comes back into the studio, so to speak. And uh, hopefully you're happy with, well, with Sammy sounds kind of normal to me. I don't know how I sound. I'll find out later on when I'm editing this and it comes to find out I'm terrible and I sound like a woman and I have to scratch the whole thing and delete it. But we'll, uh, you know, cross that bridge when we get there. If you haven't already, please like, please share, please uh, review. I went on uh, iTunes. We don't have like any reviews on there, but most people don't listen on there anyway. So I guess that's not a big surprise. We would be more spotify heavy than anything else i guess you know, if you feel like dropping us a message or something you can do that through the uh, that podcast page the, they have the rating or the question or the messaging or whatever i've been messaging a few podcasts here lately uh, usually heaping praise but one particular podcast that i used to love now sucks my my asshole just clean clear of shit and i, <laughs> and I had to let him know i had to let him know that it wasn't any good anymore uh, I, I was I very, kind. I was very, very gentle in my in my wording, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I'm not going to unfollow, but uh, I'm not going to give them my full attention anymore. I'm very disappointed. Very, very disappointed. It reaches a point where there's just too many voices. You can only have so many hosts on a show. Too and, many new voices. Yeah, especially new voices. Like you just drop yeah. a whole bunch of new voices again and again. Like even for dedicated fans, you just like you got three or four new people all of a sudden. And you're just like, who are these people? And why should I care what they're saying? You know, it's overkill and it just burns you out. And you, hopefully uh, you didn't get that from us adding one more person. Uh, depending on how this comes out, we're going to see again. And next week for you guys, we are going to have more of a somewhat of an interview with just me and our new guy, Sam here. Dan is going to be taking care of other uh, business. And we're going to get you out uh, more of a more of an interview type of uh, podcast first ever. And we uh, hope that you enjoy it. We hope it goes well. We'll see. And uh, other than that, uh, I want you guys uh, sign off and then I'll, I'll end us uh, afterwards. All right. I'm Dan. And thanks for listening. I'm Sam. Thanks for having me. as a guest spot. So, so exciting. I can feel the energy in the room. Hey, we, uh, <laughs> we hope that you feel it too. We do appreciate it. And we will check you later. Check you later. Check you later.